0: welcome to the offseason bwi daily edition our live show we are moving it to tuesday because uh there's so much recruiting news that we want to get to that on mondays because it's just bang 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 so much information so much so that uh we're having ryan snyder on the show first time i think at least in a very long time that he's going to be here on the show joining us to answer your questions so let's get to it on the bwi daily edition Welcome to the show, the star of this evening's uh, broadcast. How are you feeling? Are you ready to answer the internet's questions? <laughs>
1: you know, when we brought this up the other day, like answering recruiting questions in a public form scares the hell out of me some days just because I don't know what we're going to get. But, well, we'll do our best. I mean, obviously, there's some things that just can't really always talk about. But when 2024 being... The majority of the focus now uh there's a lot of broad open-ended things that i think people need to learn uh which is i think mo- majority of our focus today we can hit on specco we can hit on chimney Onu, we can do whatever you want but yeah i think just kind of familiarizing people with the 2024 class and what i see moving forward uh is the
0: focus today Feels like a very important year as well, considering where Penn State was in 22, what happened in 23, uh, following it up where it feels like there's some momentum. It's, it's an important class. They're all important. That's really uh, the point. Um, but uh, we'll be getting to all of that stuff today. So it's kind of a, a broad, open-ended thing, although I did come with some prepared topics. Uh, I I would not walk blindly onto the internet with nothing to say because that terrifies me. Like, you know, those nightmares you have when uh, you're pantsless at school or like you're on stage and you don't know your lines. You never had those pantsless. Not oh, on okay. no, but go on. <laughs> Just like you forgot something, right? Like you I forgot to yeah. do something. Yeah, so we've got some things to talk about, but I want to hear from you. As always here on the live show, the best way to get your questions on the air is to submit a super chat. Uh, they show up in big, colorful, shiny letters so I can see them. And when I'm uh, hosting the show, talking to Ryan, doing a couple different things, getting everything set up, it helps me just to see them. So I know that, okay, here's a question we're going to get on the show. But, of course, we'll, we'll answer your questions uh, either way, but it helps out the channel greatly, and uh, we want to have a conversation with you. So let's get to some of the stuff here. Let's see what the chat's warmed up for us. Um, this is a great question, and it's going to kind of skip ahead to some of the stuff we were talking about off-air Uh Kreiner says, where do we stand with the QBs in the 24 class momentum with Chrome and Hope still. So let's start there. And then I want to ask a follow-up question.
1: So it depends on what you consider momentum. Uh, I think Penn state will be in the mix with Luke, but if, if you, if you follow Florida state recruiting, which I know you guys don't, but for my purposes, I need to follow it a little bit. I mean, they, they, their staff, uh, their, their recruiting staff, the people we work with, they all still feel pretty confident Luke's going to stick with Florida State. Uh, I did actually just interview Luke uh, just a couple days ago, actually. And we're going to have a story up on that soon. We've had so much going on with junior days and all that. I haven't gotten it up yet. I, I would say he's he likes Jurchis a lot. There's a lots of momentum from the perspective of he's talking to Penn State more, showing more interest. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he visits in the spring or summer. But I left that conversation thinking, Something needs to go wrong at Florida State if he's going to end up at Penn State. So he's going to keep taking more visits. I could see him going to a few more schools. But if I'm being honest right now, I don't, as of today, I don't really see Luke Cromenhoek ending up at Penn State. So, uh, you know, Penn State's going to keep digging. I mean, the one thing that really surprised me and I think stands out to Cromenhoek as well is, uh i think franklin was there for game in october mm-hmm. you came for two games his final two playoff games semifinals and the finals in december so that the, the persistence there uh the, how constantly they've been in touch with him trying to trying to um you know just build that relationship that's and that's always been penn state's strength that's a big reason yeah. why they they do they have the success they are they're just so persistent i mean it's a it's a big reason why they got Spec of the day which i'll sure we'll talk about but uh but yeah if i leave if i if if I have to give an answer directly, where I kind of think, I think Luke stays with Florida State. He's one of Florida State's best recruiters too. If you talk to guys being recruited by by them, uh, Luke Cromenhoke is is in their
0: um, you know DMs and on Twitter and all the time. So the question of quarterback, I think, is interesting because Drew Aller is a five star quarterback, and, and kind of what I'm wondering is. You know, is Penn State going to be able to get another guy that's a high four-star, five-star, given that there was kind of the shadow that he cast on the class of 2023? But is that even the priority for for Mike Yersich? Because it does not seem like Mike Yersich goes through and is like uh, big-arm talent, tall guy, kind of like the. It doesn't look like he's looking for specifically just the the – the tools it seems to be that there's more to it than that for him uh as a recruiter would you say that's a fair assessment I, or I'm still is confused. that off i'm still i, I
1: still don't know what Yurchich likes and, and honestly uh i because if you just kind of look at what happened with smolik you look at stokes and then you look at some of the guys this year van buren Smash jones is in the region of course you have jaden bradford i mean you would think there's mobility he likes mobility and maybe just aller's arm talent, and and. The fact that he was uncommitted and, he, and his rise, how it worked out, you right. know, It was just they had to go all in there, but the, they don't really, they don't really, uh, they're not similar, I guess would, would be the right right word. So I, I think maybe this year we'll we'll see where they go and and we'll maybe get a little bit of a better feel, but uh, yeah, I, I I can't I can't say right now that Mike Yurches has a type. <laughs> I think he's yeah. just looking for <laughs> the best players <laughs> possible, looking for Definitely. good athletes. But but Drew, I mean Drew Allen's a good athlete. Yeah, but I, he's not—he's not the athlete of some of the other guys they've—they've they've recruiting. I mean, I, I think Jackson Smolik moves better than than Drew Aller.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that that's a—that's a fair thing to point out. The, the thing I wonder, and I guess this is kind of where my brain goes, is—is is it not a physical trait that he's identifying, but more of a mental trait, something sure. about the quarterback as a decision maker or as a processor of information. Because uh, that is one thing I've noticed, is that these guys seem to be high-level minds at their level. Uh, and that that's not necessarily the case all the time when it comes to quarterbacks that you see uh, recruited. E- even guys that are good don't necessarily have advanced-level quarterback diagnostic skills and i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that's the one thing he's looking for but it is interesting because it doesn't seem to be that they're offering five star after five then going after kind of the uh um it seems to be a unique group as you've pointed out Uh, Uh, the one thing i would add to that which is like with that
1: though is like we saw i mean marcus stokes junior season to his senior season was different but like marcus stokes doesn't really fit that though you know because marcus stokes forces plays and is isn't always making smart decisions and things like that and that that was always kind of the thing I saw with Stokes was he had a lot of potential there but he forces a lot more than like a Bo Perbula did or a Jackson Smaller so again that's why I come back to like I'm still kind of confused what Yurchich really really wants and and likes in a quarterback so maybe we'll learn a little bit more this year with that but I I can't really pinpoint any one specific player that makes sense
0: Jason, in the comments today, he says, like the video. He's always here. Appreciate Jason. Thank you, Jason. Uh, if you like the video, you're helping us out. There's uh, there's a thousand of you watching, or I, I don't know. I don't know if you can see the we camera. We don't have a thousand. <laughs> I wish. We will someday. Uh, but like the video so we can get to a thousand people watching. Uh, Steven says, no questions, just thanks. As always, Steven is here. So if you guys have a a question, throw it in the chat. If you feel like donating like Steven, that's super awesome. Paul is here. BWI Daily equals Dad's Time. Cheers, gentlemen. I was going to bring a beer for this, and I didn't. I'm mad. Okay, but Paul Snyder is not related to you, correct? I know. No, that this is no, that no, but he has a little
1: <laughs> beer emoji there, and it made me think, like, oh, I
0: wish I would have brought one of my chokes down. But, no, I didn't. I didn't know if, if uh, that was your dad or something. Uh, no. I forget. Well, I met your dad. What's your dad's name again? Allen. Allen. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I should have yeah. known that. No. Um, okay. Penn State is here, Ryan. Penn State says, we need five-star quarterbacks or high four-stars. Already have the ceiling of a mid-four with Clifford and a high uh, three in McSorley. <sighs> what do you do? So we are in the recruiting business, right, in, in, in all of this stuff. And at a certain point, looking specifically just at the stars isn't necessarily uh, the full picture, is it? Like, well, I guess, how do you feel this statement that isn't a question from Penn State? Well, I mean, certainly the five-star
1: players are, I mean, there's a reason they're five stars, right? But I think like when you, like Penn State's really sitting in that, I mean, we'll take Drew Aller out of the equation. They are sitting in that kind of low four-star, high three-star. It's where they've kind of made their... Made their living for the most part, and and I do think that there's something to that of you know there is a next tier, and that's what we expect mm-hmm. uh, Drew Aller to be. The one thing I would say though for twenty, get, bring this back to 2024 is I, I'm not sure where that player is going to come from in 2024. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be negative or pessimistic, but like like Jaden Bradford is a good player. He's ranked like 99 right now in the, in the one three consensus. I mean, as as we've just were talking about, I mean, Luke Cromanhoek's definitely their top guy. I'd still. Uh, lean towards him ended up at Florida State but I look at like Van Buren Van Buren's ranked 67 right now but Van Buren's like 5'11 too and that's something Sean and I have hit on in, in a couple of recent podcasts is a lot of these guys do not have the height in this class I mean Jaden Bradford's 6 foot uh, Samaz Jones is like 5'10 5'11 ish I um, mean, Kate. We talked about KJ Jackson. He came out for a camp. He's he's a little bit taller at 6'2", 6'3". two, six am curious to see Anthony Maddox. He's a player out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, who I think is going to be up next weekend. I believe Penn State offered him a couple weeks ago. Uh, Penn State also I, I offered Alex Irby from Steel High just this past week. I've seen Alex a lot that. over the last years. Yeah, I mean, what do I want to, I, I, I want to learn more on just kind of is is what was this offer? Because I mean, we 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 look at offers all the time, but they're not just. Hey, here's a here's a scholarship offer. Come on over, and I think most of the people watching this kind of know how that works. I mean, is, is it more so? Hey, uh, we like a lot of what you're seeing here, but what is the A B C? of that offer to get it to be committable, right? And this right. isn't just an Alex Irby thing. This is the same for KJ Jackson. This is for Samaj Jones. This is for all these guys. Uh, so, you know, do they want them to come to camp or anything like that? Like, I, I just, I kind of need to learn those X factors before I get a better feel. I mean, right now, for without a doubt, Luke Romanhoe sitting at the top, and then I'd probably have Van Buren uh, as, as that next tier guy uh, with maybe Jaden Bradford. I, I used to have Jaden Bradford kind of at the top. I, I kind of put... Van Buren over him a little bit now too, but but, but Van Buren and Jaden Bradford are the two that I still m- think make the most sense, and they are they're top pretty 100 similar, guys. right?
0: They're both pretty similar in terms of like you said I height, seen them. okay. Yeah,
1: like physically, yes, but like I haven't I haven't watched either of them live, and I I personally okay. like we can sit here and watch huddle film, we can pull things up that we like, but until I go watch. Van Buren throw a pick that's terrible, or you know, Jaden Bradford take a sack he never should have taken. Those yeah. are the things you got to see. You got to see the negative plays, though, the mistakes, yeah. to really evaluate a guy. And so I just haven't seen them yet. So I just don't want to run my mouth and and say you know player X is this good when, yeah. I, when I might see him in a couple weeks out of camp and he's terrible.
0: So. One thing I did I did get to see just one game of uh, uh, Van Buren, and it was when St. Francis was playing St. Thomas Aquinas. So mm-hmm. watching, but I was watching the DBs or no, I'm sorry, uh, Elliot Washington. I think they were playing Venice and I was watching for Elliot Washington. They did play um, Venice. That's right. Yeah. A, a, a lot more with his legs than I was expecting, you know, mm-hmm. like in that game specifically. And I, you know, I was watching one player, not watching kind of the coverage and, and what was going on with the quarterback from that perspective. But just off the top of my head, like one thing I did notice more of a runner than I was expecting from Van Buren when we saw him uh, in March at uh, this is two years ago now, at the uh, Under Armour, was one of the better quarterbacks there, was, was uh, you know, a, a pretty, has, throws a nice ball. So watching him then be kind of more of a runner in that game, I, I thought was an interesting um, kind of dichotomy of what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. RS has a question here, and I'm going to to it in one second, but I do want to ask you, uh, the next thing we've got to talk about today Anthony Specka committed uh, mm-hmm. to Penn State. Now, we had a breaking news video earlier in the day. Check that out. Blue Bluehead Illustrated here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any breaking news. But I just want to get your thoughts on him as a player and, um, you know, this linebacking class. The thing I asked Fitz was the way you guys have talked about it. Pretty deep as far as number of players that can be considered for this position. Mm-hmm. They took three last year, though. So with Speca, what are the numbers shake out there for you? And then, how do you think he fits into that hierarchy of linebackers? It depends on. I
1: think Aaron Childs is is a player that really going to depend on something. So they like Childs a lot, but he's a true. Well, actually, let me clarify. Childs could be a defensive end, so maybe maybe he's not the best example. I, I like Gabriel Williams a lot. Um, I, I could let me let me get right to your question. I, I could. They're definitely going to take one more maybe two more, maybe three. But it's it's so hard to answer that on January 17th when one spring practice is going to tell us a lot. And it's not just guys leaving, but it's who's performing. You know, like, like, yeah. like for example, wide receiver, we're talking all about these transfers. Yeah, they have numbers of wide receivers, but I, it's it's pretty clear that they have concerns about who's performing and who's stepping up. So, so yeah, I, I would definitely expect one more, maybe two more. Uh, there's obviously a lot of youth at that position, so they don't need to really add a lot of numbers. I think Gabriel Williams is an interesting player uh, from St. Vincent Paletti, or Pilati. I forget exactly what it's called. Pilati Pilati. Uh, he's he's top 100 now, I believe. in In the on 300, moves really well. I like Gabriel Williams a lot. I, I feel like he's a someone that we haven't talked about enough. And then Chris Jones too, of course. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about Chris was just here this past weekend. So uh, it's going to depend a lot. I think I think Speca is a true Mike. Uh, puts up a lot of great numbers, uh, has to stay healthy. Uh, he's, he, I think he's had yeah. minor injuries the last two years. So that's, I don't want to say it's a concern, but something to keep an eye on. But yeah, uh, it is a, a smart player, a true Mike, you know, somebody who can read the guards. Well, uh, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be, uh, like, I think everybody looks at Penn state's linebackers as like those guys who can really run and, um, you know, play in the past. I mean, to me, he's, there's some similarities to Kobe King, but he's a little bit smaller than what, what Kobe was coming out. Yeah. So. Uh, but, but Speck is also another guy, too, that I, I would love to go see in person. I mean, his huddle film, uh, l- there's a lot to like on it. But, again, yep. uh, he, he's another guy I'd really like to see and, and go watch a game this year.
0: He's one of those guys, and, and this has tricked me a couple times, where quickness and short area abilities, especially in high school, makes you look super fast. And then you get the sideline to sideline stuff and maybe you don't notice as much. Um, And that's where, you know, 40 times and and track times and all of that stuff. That's why those are all super helpful. It's kind of putting everything into context because even if you watch a full game, a guy can look quick and look fast and not even just compared to his level, but just in general, look like what you're used to seeing of, okay, that, that fits the bill. But then, you know, you get them in an environment where they're asked to do more stressful things and, and you start to see some of the weaknesses, which is why everything is is kind of, you know, in recruiting and all this stuff, it, it's a bit of a gamble, you know, like you're never going to mm-hmm. fully know until the guy steps on the football field. Uh, one yeah. thing I do know though ryan is that this show is brought to you by rogue shop this is the live show sponsor they are the premier sponsor of the bwi daily edition and uh, we are thankful that they're here with us on uh, the live show now if you want to be with them use promo code bwi for 10 percent off now rogue shop is a husband and wife outfit it's a small business they craft cannabis uh, specialized small batch Sustainable plant medicine. And this isn't like your weed dealer on the corner. This is for a purpose. Right. So they sell things with specific uh, goals in mind, including uh, CBD, which is scientifically proven to reduce inflammation throughout the body. If you have a chronic inflammation disease, this could be a helpful part of your uh, Western medicine. Hard not to replace it to be a part of it, uh, but one of the main things that I've seen in my life personally, and I've talked about here time and time again on the show, is sleep. Struggling with sleep if you are uh, inundated and oversaturated with stimulation, and you have a hard time winding down at night. Uh, delta eight and delta nine are both proven to block the pain receptors in the brain, which will help with pain, another big part of what they want to do, and of course, help you with sleep. So if you are looking to get back into a rhythm and you are looking to make your life better, because the number one thing, the number one performance-enhancing drug is sleep. So check out uh, rogueshop.com. Use promo code BWI for 10% off to let them know you're coming from us. And of course, to get yourself uh, a little bit of a deal there at rogueshop.com. Uh, Ryan, Anthony Speca, Mm -hmm. there is another potential, a third player that could join Penn State this week. We're on uh, commit watch right now because Malik McLean was another player that uh, visited this weekend in the transfer portal, Mm -hmm. another receiver. What do you know about McLean and what can you tell us about what they're looking at if he is to join the Nittany Lions and why they'd want him? Yeah, I mean Penn State's really excited about him. If if they get him, which it's pointing that way, it's not
1: quite done yet, uh, which is why I don't think we've seen any, any announcements like that yet. But this is it's getting pretty close to being to being official. I believe I don't know if it's going to come tonight, but uh, we're like as you said, we're we're watching it closely. Uh, Malik was a really good player coming out of high school. Uh, he's a 2021 guy was a four star prospect uh, out of Florida. I mean, just from talking to the guys at Florida State, uh, guys at Warchant who are. Clearly, the best uh, Florida State site. I mean, those guys are a behemoth. I wish our site was as big as theirs. Uh, but they kind of they kind of took me through. You know, they thought he would be Florida State's second, third receiver last year. He was their fifth wide receiver this year. Uh, you've probably seen the stats: seventeen catches, two hundred six yards, three touchdowns. So he got he got on the field. Um, you know, made an impact this year. And I think it's clearly a situation of just uh, he sees what's ahead of him and 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 you know wants to be a number one guy, wants to be getting. Uh, 40 50 plus catches a year so this works out really well from penn state perspective i don't believe nil's having a big impact on this which is good for penn state just not because penn state's uh, doesn't want to pay guys or anything like that but because there's a lot of other schools that are just throwing <laughs> around crazy money
0: at the moment there's a difference uh, between nil opportunities and here's a bag full of cash which is yeah it's still kind is of the thing right that's the thing oh it's it's a as a major thing with the portal right now. I mean,
1: there are yeah. hundreds of guys that are going in there just to get a bag. So, uh, but one thing with Malik too is everybody, everybody I talk to is like good off the field, like good, good locker room guy, good character guy. Uh, which Penn State's, I mean, if you look at Penn State's incoming transfers, I mean, they've all kind of that's been a, a, a trait that they've really looked for as well. Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, our, our, the War Chant guys thought he would be potentially Florida State's like number three wide receiver, number two, like really uh, getting more substantially more reps. Uh, this upcoming year so uh, you know aside from that I haven't I didn't get really watch him a whole lot in high school so I don't want to um, say I know too too much but uh, you know Penn State really wants him and he you add in what, what they have with Dante Cephas uh, these are two guys that absolutely should be able to get I don't know 400 plus uh, snaps next year at least
0: we have. A, I'm sorry, I was distracted, but there, there's a full on debate going in the chat right now that has. Okay. That they're still on the quarterbacks. Like, we're still talking about quarterbacks between Ohio State and Penn State. But, uh, receiver, another part of that. Um, and I do want to get to this question, uh, from I just had it. Cameron Kurtz. Cameron mm-hmm. says, How legit is. Caden Saunders, I'm assuming here instead of Stone. Stone no, no, no. He's talking about Stone Saunders. He's talking about Stone McDevitt. Oh, I'm sorry, Bishop McDevitt. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. forgot about Stone I mean, for
1: a second. If Penn State hasn't offered by now, I don't see them offering. Put it that way. Uh mm-hmm. they this is a guy in central Pennsylvania. They've seen him a lot. I think Stone Saunders is a good player. Uh clearly Penn State doesn't see that uh him fitting their their offense. I mean Stone's gonna go somewhere and, and you know, we'll we'll see what he's able to do. Uh Stone makes some forces, some throws. I mean, I think that's probably is is Uh, the one thing he really needs to clean up is forcing throws. We saw that uh, in the state championship game this year. But, I mean, Stone has
0: a lot of qualities. Has he improved his windup? Because he he had a a big windup when I first saw him in ninth grade. Have you seen – is that something Uh, you noticed at all?
1: I, 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 you notice that stuff way more than I do. I'm, I'm, I'm more focusing on getting the photo, getting the video, getting the interview, (laughs) getting home, you know? Right, right, right. That's why we brought you T Frank to be the, to be (laughs) that guy. So I can get back to what I do well, which is just uh, the gift of gab and, you know, trying to build relationships. But uh, I I mean, Stone's going to be a good player. I just, uh, to get right to the point though, Penn State has an offer by now, especially when they just offered Alex Irby the other day, central PA guy. Uh, They were just down here the other day, Ty Howe. And uh, James Franklin, you know, stopped by Steel High, stopped by CDE, stopped by Central York. I think Trinity as well. Messiah Mickens, 2026 guy gets got an offer from Trinity. Uh, If that hasn't
0: happened by now, I just I don't see it happening. It's the BWI live show. We're asking Ryan Snyder questions about recruiting. We're also going to talk about the roster at some point on the show, um, depending on uh, what you guys uh, bring up in the chat. We got some good questions today. Steven Lisco, he's getting us back on track about 2024. This is a great question. Curious what 2024 prospect you think would be a great recruiter internally for the class, thinking of how the uh, 2021 was.
1: Oh man. Hold on.
0: Hey, well, I got, there's so many guys here. I got to pull up a list and, and kind
1: of think about this. I mean, I, I would certainly say Cooper Cousins has done an awesome job so far, considering he's been the only guy for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, the amount of messages he's sending out, the amount of communication, the amount of, the amount of visits he's taken to be that representative to be that guy to, to push for commitments. I mean, Cooper's here. I feel like every other couple of weeks now. Uh, so let's give Cooper his due. and And because of that, me i wouldn't be surprised at all if when we look back on this cooper was probably their best recruiter i think Specca too okay so i gotta mm-hmm. bring up this with Specca. uh Speca's very close with tammy robinson of course he's already committed very very close with Quentin martin those guys have been like very good friends from fourth fifth sixth grade somewhere in that ballpark playing youth ball together uh playing other sports as well basketball and whatnot so uh I don't know how. I mean, Specca's is very connected. That whole two tenths, seven uh, on seven yeah. uh, group, yeah. Team Evolve out there. They're all very, very connected. I mean, there's not too many other guys uh, that that Penn State's going to go all in for, uh, other than Quentin Martin, of course. And Speck. I mean, those were the two guys that they absolutely, you know, were, were you know, love. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm trying to think of other guys to to really answer your question. I, I like. <sighs> I think Kevin Haywood makes a lot of sense. The The offensive lineman at of Archbishop Wood. he he's kind of grew up a Penn state fan His sisters already here. Once he gets on board, I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Trying to think of a defensive guy, Chris Jones is he's, he's the younger cousin of Kenny Sanders. I, I do feel like Penn state's emerging as the favorite there, but uh, man, I, I don't know. I, I got a list of 200 offers that I'm like trying to scan through <laughs> at the moment. So, right. This is the hard thing with doing a live show is I get put on the spot and I'm trying to answer quickly. And, uh, I'll go with those guys for now. Quentin Martin, too, What's if, if he commits to Penn State, which I think that's going to be an Ohio State-Penn State battle. Kind of surprised no one's asked about him yet.
0: I, I uh, don't I don't we'll think see. you understand, Ryan. Uh, Gavin's already called it, Quentin Martin committing to Penn State in the next few weeks. Book it. So, okay. you know, blind overconfidence, I'd love it. But Quentin Martin does bring up another topic I want to talk about, which is kind of the meat of the story is, you know, what are the top players? The strength of the region. That's always incredibly indicative of, of what i've seen anyway of how well penn state does in the recruiting cycle um mm-hmm. whether they're able to finish in the top 10 or in the top 15 is are there top talents in the region can they get those guys secured to come to happy valley now uh what is your take on the top players because i know martin is on that list and what are the strengths of the region
1: so depends on what you call the region i, I think the mid-atlantic region is like the easy way to say it but to yeah. me, you have to include Ohio, even though I know Ohio State's going to dominate there. They, they they recruit enough there where you kind of have to include that and kind of going up to New England too. So I look at like that 400 or so, 400 mile or so bubble is kind of what I consider the region. So if you include the New England states and you include Ohio, right now there are 51 players inside the ON 300 for 2024. So this ON 300 is going to get changed a bunch over the next year. But 51 to start is excellent. Uh, looking back to... Recent years, that number is usually high 30s, low 40s, depending on what year you look at. So as of now, uh, th- this is a this is one of the better years in the region. A couple things I'll, I'll go through with that, though. Ohio is absolutely stacked for, for 20, 2024. Uh, how many players is Penn State going to get out of Ohio? Eh, it's kind of tough to say at the moment. There aren't too many guys. I mean, I was looking at the Armstrong twins for a long time. They just got an offer from Ohio State. Eh, we'll see what happens there uh maryland's actually on an up year Uh, they they currently have eight players inside the on 300 if you look back to last year i think it was only five the year before that was like seven so they're up a little bit new jersey too so new jersey remember for a long time i felt like we talked about new jersey as like being a really important state for penn state jersey's been down uh quite a bit over the last two three years i think 2023 they finished with just three guys in the on 300 2023 or excuse me, that was 2022, 2023. They finished with five inside the on 300. Right now they're seven, so that's that's a good considerable jump up. Uh, Pennsylvania has six right now. That's actually a little bit down compared to what we've seen in recent years. Although it's been five, seven, eight, so it's not crazy down, but just a little bit down uh, from some from some norms. So uh, it's a it's a good region overall. As uh, to get into specific players. This is where I kind of struggle a little bit because when you look at the top 100 guys, like so, if I'm looking at just the top 100 right now, you know, you have Dylan Stewart up there at number five. Do I see Dylan Stewart ending up at Penn State? Probably not. And then I I really have to go down to probably Liam Andrews at number 41 before I look at this is a player Penn State realistically can land and maybe, just maybe, he could get up a little bit higher and, and get to that five star bubble range. But, but, this is what I we we hit on this a lot for 2023 class was, if you want to have a top ten class, you have to land five star players. And right now right. in the region, I don't see too many five star players that Penn State can absolutely land. Now there's also a lot of there's a lot of good players though too. Josiah Browns number 50 right now. He's going to be back at Penn State I believe this weekend or next. Really important player there. You have Quentin Martin at 73. You have uh, Gabriel Williams as I mentioned earlier at 81. Torrey at 79. Jalen McLean at 99. Good talent there, but and this is kind of then the issue with Penn State though, and this is this was the issue with 2023 class too. It's not a bad issue; they're getting four-star talent, but those top 50 or so guys, they're not they're not getting enough of them. Andrew Rappleyea just jumped into spot number 49 today, Uh, and that's something they just they need to they need to get more. I mean, the staff would absolutely tell you if they could get more top 100 guys, uh, you know, it, it does make a difference. I mean, that's why Georgia, for example, Georgia didn't have many five stars this year. Um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I think they had like one or two, which is down a little bit for Georgia. But they were absolutely stacked in four stars, and not only did they have a ton of four stars, but the vast majority of them were top one hundred fifty guys.
0: Right. Yeah, and that that makes sense. That maybe if you're not getting the thirty-two five stars, if you get thirty-three through 50,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, you're that, you're that doing too. great, but definitely top one hundred. You know, top seventy-five. I mean, Penn State can mm-hmm. land three, four, five top seventy-five guys every year. Uh, it it, it makes a difference in those rankings. I know the rankings only mean so much, but for the most part, those top 75 guys, you're going to hit on 60, 70% of them.
0: So let's take a quick detour to something that happened today, and then I want to get back to 2024. Because uh, it, it, perfect timing to talk about the top 100 players in 2023. The final rankings, as you just mentioned, came out for on three. Right. So take us through the highlights of uh, the risers, the fallers, and where Penn State landed on what you just said. Top 100 players, top 75. So uh, Andrew Rapier was the big jump. Uh, well, let's actually let's look at the numbers first. Penn State
1: came into the day with 12 12- Uh, a dozen players inside the on 300 it it this is the final ranking they finished with 11 tamir robinson dropped out uh tamir we all know tamir is a talented player he hasn't played football since october 21 and you know no i don't want to say we because i'm not part of the scouting process but talking to charles talking to the guys that all do that i mean they they tell me all the time how much they don't want to drop players because of injury but it's really hard not to do when everybody else you're seeing all this progression all this growth And then you only had, what, three, three four games out of Tamir as a junior. And then, yep. of course, he didn't play at all this year. So he was always in that uh, bottom half of the top 300 and just kind of slowly started trickling down. He dropped from about 270 uh, out of the on 300. So Penn State finishes with 11 guys inside the top uh, 300. They have uh, four top 100 players, which is good. I mean, that's what Penn State needs to do. They need to get a few more top 50 players. I think that that would really help them. Of course, Javen Williams finishes with a five-star ranking, number nine in the country. Andrew Rappelier made a nice jump. I think it was about 30 spots or so from number 80 to number 49. Uh, he's finishes inside the top 50. Uh, Andrew absolutely earned it. I mean, his you don't look at his stats. They're nothing crazy because Milton doesn't throw the ball and you know, have one of those kind of offenses. But, man, just his film is, I think, probably the most impressive of the year yep. so he truly earned it yeah birchmeyer then at 74 and then tony rojas is the next guy that made a really impressive move up from 108 to 86 i believe it was uh yeah i've talked about rojas a million times the the, the his game the playoff game i intended was without a doubt the most impressive game i saw this year of any specific player uh, in this class. So uh, just to rally through the rest of them, you have Malik, you have, uh, excuse me, Malik, King Mack at number 113. You have Jamil Lyons at 155. Joey Schlaffler. Joey Schlafler was another one who made a nice move up to 158. He was previously 187. KV on Keys, 171. Elliot Washington, 194. Elliot actually dropped a little bit after the Under Armour game. Uh, just didn't hear a lot of talk about him. we I was out in California at the time. I, I, Apologize, I probably didn't do my best coverage for the All-Star games this year. Because we were all just, I mean, Penn State only gets to the Rose Bowl so often, right? So we were so right. focused on the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I do need to catch up with our guys and learn a little bit more out there. Uh, Elliot Washington runs really well. There's a lot of physical traits that he likes. Yeah, uh, Just whether he was getting beat up a little bit out there, I'm not sure. But he did take a sizable drop from 143 to 194. Go ahead, T. Frank. You want to say something.
0: Well, I just, I, you know, watching him and, and his film, one of the things that I noticed is like, kind of the same thing with Storm Duck. They play very specific coverage and they play very specific style of coverage, very tech, uh, very specific technique. And then when I when I see them playing in other coverages, it, it, it's a lot of the same. So if you if you know what to expect from uh, as a quarterback or as an offensive coordinator, even on the high school level, you know, athleticism can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very high on Elliot Washington. Well, I, I think and- he's got a lot of talent and I, I see good things. Um, so I'm I'm surprised he's dropped down to nearly 200. The, the one thing I'll add, to is Sean give Sean credit. He had a great report today. Uh, Sean
1: Fitz, of course, our co-worker, on the, a couple of the freshmen who have really impressed since they got here. And that's just mm-hmm. testing and stuff. Obviously, they're not practicing right now, so we don't want to overthink it too much. But Elliot Washington was one of the guys he highlighted there. I'll save the information for, obviously, our subscribers. Uh, appreciate all you guys who are subscribing and watching us as well. Uh, But Elliott is one of those guys who came in, tested really well uh, for those preliminary tests. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes from there. But just two other guys, too, that were in there. I've got to mention Zion Tracy. Didn't change at all. Stayed at number 200. And then Anthony Delanco, guy just keeps moving up every time they do these rankings, man. He was previously number 273. So sitting right on that bubble. All the way up to two sixteen now. So there's a ton of potential with Donko. We've talked about this a, a bunch now. Uh, once he gets in there with Troutwine, we find some of his uh, you know hand placement, feet work, all foot, yep. feet work, footwork. Excuse me. Uh, it, it'll go a long way for them. So uh, Penn State finishes, like, like I said, 11 guys. Uh, almost all of them are top 200. A lot of them, I mean, like, again, you look at that range. That's 74 to 200 range. That's where Penn State's been living for a long time now. Yeah. They can get a few more guys in that very upper half, which you saw two years ago, of course, uh, and, and you, and you had that great class. It, it goes a long way.
0: Uh, we got a couple more minutes with Ryan. He's got another uh, work function, more interviews to do. So interviews, we're here yeah. live. We're here live on the BWI Daily Edition. Uh, for those of you who are new, come in, take your coat off, have a seat for a couple minutes. And if you've got a question for Ryan, throw it in the chat. I should have said that a couple minutes ago because we've got uh, a lot more people here. So if you want to ask a question about 2024 recruiting, please feel free to throw it in the chat. A couple things we got to clean up here, and uh, unfortunately none of them have to do with recruiting Uh Two kids, one wife, all it says. Wanted to finally give you credit for some awesome shelves, Steve Frank. Yes, I'm taking a couple of minutes to to brag about this. <laughs> I built this studio myself. I job, Both buddy. of these. So, so that is right here. This one over here is um, uh, handcrafted, live-edged cherry wood. And then this one behind me on this side. I'm terrible at pointing. I refinished that myself. That's an old table that I cut in half. And then I use it as a floating shelf on the wall. So I do, in fact. As you can uh, see,
1: I've really done a lot of work with mine. (laughs) I literally hung these two. I hung these two because I'm in in my basement, and it's a little echoey. So I was like, maybe if I hang some things, it'll help. It did not help at all. I've done zero work. I've lived (laughs) in this house since uh, July 25th. So you've inspired me, T. Frank, to maybe uh, spruce
0: up my background. Go ahead. Take it. We got uh, a question, though, coming from Two Kids, One Wife, All PSU. When do you expect a resolution of McLean? Vis a vis the Penn State commitment, or Soon. if it doesn't. Soon. I, I, everybody seems to think this is pretty much
1: done. I'm, look, I'll be honest. I mean, Sean's been focused on transfer portal more than myself with the junior days and, and trying to build those lists and track Speca down and all that stuff. Uh, Sean's just been, Sean would answer that question better, but. I, I, I kind of at 735 tonight, I'd kind of be a little surprised if it was tonight, especially because yeah. Malik just kind of announced he put his little graphic up about Florida State a little bit ago. Uh, tomorrow would not surprise me at all. So do I honestly know? I don't know. But yeah. everybody seems to be hinting that this is pretty much done. So we're just waiting for final word uh, before we go without ourselves.
0: Also, um, the way this works is you spread out the goodies as much as possible, right? Penn State's not going to have two commitments on the same day. Uh, they're going to, first off, move on from the weekend and some of those things that happened, and Anthony Specker commits, and then another day, maybe tomorrow, maybe the other day, just kind of spread out the social media, make sure you get that boost every single day. That's That's how I read how they do things. Um, I wanted to get to a hundred different things on the show today. We got a lot of stuff going on. Frank hits on one of the things I wanted to talk about, which is spring ball. I, Ryan follows mm-hmm. the team. He covers the team. And, uh, you know, all of these things are interconnected and related. He asks this, and so this is going to be our intro into some, some spring ball talk. Elsdon Tyler Elsden, doesn't get much attention. I don't know if that's true. Uh, what are your thoughts on his talent and <laughs> contribution level at linebacker? I'll throw it to you, T Frank. I mean, you've watched it. I honestly, and I'm not trying to duck the question,
1: but like, yeah. I've gone to so many high school games this year. Like, I, how many Penn State games did I attend this year? Like, four? You know, like, obviously, True. I watch, I go back and watch some film and stuff. And I, I follow the team and obviously I go to practice and things like that. But you watched him substantially more than I did this year. I, I just, I'm always at these high school games on, on Fridays and Saturdays. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot to like about Specca. or Specca. Elsden. Yeah. Elston. But if I'm being honest, yeah. I, I thought Kobe King came on strong, stronger towards the end. I thought the Rose Bowl was one of his best games from what I saw. Yeah. Uh, and right now I lean
0: a little bit more towards Kobe personally. Yeah. So there were a couple of mental mistakes with Kobe and that's always been the thing, right. Is like mm-hmm. on one play, um, you're supposed to read and then react, right? So Mm -hmm. he reads that the tight end is blocking and then he blitzes except the tight end was faking and then went out for a pass route. Luckily he was able to get pressure on the play and then the ball was incomplete, but you would still, I would still consider that as a mistake where there, there are two guys rushing when there needed to be one. So that's kind of like a small thing, just kind of details like that that didn't kill Penn state, but in big games, you need to be, you know, those are still some of the things he's working through with Elsden. Those are not the issues. He's in his gap when he needs to be. The problem is when he is a little bit off. Like, he needs to be perfect. And this is one of the things we talked about with Specca on on the breaking news today is Speca has short arms, and, and Elsdon has short arms. And I know that some people roll their eyes at that sort of thing. But literally, if you don't have the arm length to wrap up, that's why you want to have arm length as a, as a nope. linebacker, not just to shed blocks with with offensive linemen. But there are a couple of plays I watched Elsden be in the hole. He had the running back. He had him around the legs, and he bounced off because his he couldn't wrap up. And, and, you know, when he's right and he's in the hole and he's making plays, he's making plays. But there's very little margin for error with Tyler Elsden. And I think that's why you've got a very polarizing opinion of him throughout a lot of Penn State football community fans and all of those, uh, um, you know, there's, there's different spheres of Penn State fandom of some people love him because he's tough and gritty and he plays hard and he's smart. And then some people are constantly trying to move on from a guy like Tyler Elston. And there's a value to having him on the football roster. And he, he did provide value and good play throughout the season. It's just, it's those moments where you go, uh-oh against those top five teams you know these mm-hmm. are the moments these are the things that can be exposed um let's see Penn State I think has another question here I want to read it first uh how do you foresee the wide receiver coach having an impact on the wide receiver oh. recruiting in 2024 I don't know I gotta figure out <laughs> who the guy is first I mean but that it's all that to has say. to be a part of it right so let's let's start there has to be right. a part of the the recruiting process has to be a big factor in the in the hire not just the development side right I mean I think that's
1: a big reason why Stubbs isn't here anymore. Sean yeah. and I talked about this yesterday. I, I I'm not saying that they were perfectly developed. I mean there's definitely things that can improve this year, but when you look at the production on the field for what the you know for what the town is. I'm not trying to talk down on certain players or anything, but for what they have and for what they produced, it's kind of what I expected, maybe a little bit below average. I mean the recruiting was more was more of an, an issue, especially with this portal and and everything that's kind of gone down, I mean, I talked about how Dante Thornton and Kaden Prather don't, don't even visit. And maybe that was all NIL, I don't know. But uh, to me, it was more of a recruiting issue than a on-the-field thing with Stubbs. So uh, whoever the new coach is, yeah, he's got to be a dynamic recruiter. Uh, they need an influx of talent at that position. In my opinion, twenty twenty four. If I'm looking at the most important positions, I think offensive line is going to be a really important position. I know I'm changing this subject a little
0: bit here. No, no, no. I want to look- get to that. We we need to get to that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you want? Well, do
1: you want? How about this? Do you want to talk about wide receiver coach talk Because I want to answer his question. I don't no, worry.
0: no. I want you to take that. I, okay. I have no opinion on that. I, I think you're saying all the correct yeah. things. I would just be agreeing with you.
1: Yeah. It just depends on who he is. I mean, is there going to be a guy that has regional ties? Is it going to be, I don't want to say a Manny Diaz situation, but someone who has a name, you know, some, some cache, someone has been at, you know, a prominent school. Like I let go. I I don't, I don't know who it's going to be. So when we know, I can give you a way better answer there.
0: I I'm sorry. I cannot help, but, uh, the pick at this scab, the first name, Bobby Ingram. I'm just like, I I don't know. I, I, the low hanging fruit always is the thing. Um, Maybe, but I, I, I think that when Penn State fans, I would just say when it comes to an open coaching position, don't immediately go to the first legacy player you can think of. There are a lot of candidates, and, and there's only a few of those guys that even sort of fit. But let's get to uh, the this class and where you think Penn State needs to hit hard mm-hmm. in 2024. What are the positions you think they need to nail? You started with offensive line, right? You Let's get back to that.
1: Yeah, well, just when I look at the talent uh, in the region, right? I mean, offensive line is going to be absolutely one of the best positions in the region. Right now, there's 11 players inside the on 300 that live within 400, 450 or so miles of State College. And that is by far the most. Uh, The only other one, I think it was corners and defensive ends. I think corners are seven inside the on 300. And defensive ends, I believe, is eight inside the on 300. So, and it makes sense, right? There's more offensive linemen compared to some other positions. So, there should be a few more there. But... But within the region, it's it's certainly one of the best. And then look at the look at the roster. There are nine offensive linemen for twenty twenty three who have fourth year eligibility or higher. So, you know, you know Hunter Norzad and some of those guys are all gonna be gone. Olu's gonna be gone, he's gonna go to the yeah. NFL. Uh but then you have, you know, the Jimmy the Jimmy Chris of the world, the golden Ashumas of the world, guys who haven't quite got on the field. Do they portal? Do they graduate? You know, things like that. I mean, golden Assuming uh, I think it's been more injury related, so would uh would an injury scholarship be in the talks there? I, I don't know, but that's going to be something to watch as far as those numbers moving down the road. So I think offensive line will absolutely be a position where I could see more than three. I mean, there's a reason they're going hard for Chimneyona right now too, and yeah. they need bona fide tackles as well. That's important. Uh Wide receiver, uh, there's there's young talent there, but they clearly see something from a talent perspective that they need to address. I think it's a big reason why they're trying to get another uh, wide receiver coach, as we just mentioned. So wide receiver, cause another another spot where I could see a, a handful of guys. Running backs becoming a position where I just kind of feel like they're going to take two every year. Got and it. Maybe, and maybe – we'll see what happens in the portal. But just when I look up and down, I mean, is k and Nick always going to stay together? I know Penn State fans are like, stop, don't ever you know, <laughs> shut your mouth. But will that be something that happens down the road, right? Would, right. Would K-Tron or Nick – ever consider hey i, will, I can go to freaking clemson or something i know i'm just throwing schools out there and be the the sole guy so just you got to just keep that in mind with the portal that's what's so hard and that's why i think I and mean, when you look at some talent too there, there's not a ton of talent in the region but they're 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 in decent shape with some guys outside the region uh, where two running backs is possible and then defensive tackles and i saw somebody in the chat earlier. Mentioned defensive tackles and how important it is, and uh, I'm totally with you. I mean, to me, getting bona fide defensive tackles studs in the middle there has been one of the biggest issues Penn State's had for a while now. I mean, yeah. going back to really, I mean, in Franklin's tenure. I mean, before that, they were getting, uh you know, the, going back to the Jared Odrick days and whatnot. They were they were producing, uh, you know, just just top uh, top players there, top NFL yeah. guys, and that that we're not really seeing that right now. The issue though, regionally. It's not a good year for defensive tackle. So that's, that's going to be an issue. Penn State's going to have to go outside the region. You know, right now there's only three top top 300 guys. Uh, Jordan Thomas from New Jersey, D.D. Holmes uh, from Gonzaga, which is uh, basically Washington, D.C. And there's Ernest Willer, who's down at IMG, is going to get all the attention in the world, but is originally from Baltimore. I'm including him in that because he's from Baltimore. And that's it you know, when, when it comes to top talent. So that is going to be an issue. Honestly, I thought Penn State would be going harder for defensive tackles in the portal than they have. I just don't think they see the talent there. I think that's all yeah. it really comes down to. Yeah. Uh, but the defensive tackle, I've talked about that for a long time, is, man, if they can get some studs in there, it'll make a big difference for them.
0: Yeah, and, and college is still an area where the talent golf can be what you need, right? So I think a lot of our, our modern ideas, at least my modern ideas, about football are all shaped kind of by NFL and those theories of – you know, everyone's relatively in this bandwidth. But in in college, you find a three technique and you can get a three technique and a nose that are both 300 pounds plus and can both move. You've Mm -hmm. you've now change the mathematics on the football field ryan thank you so much i hear your phone blowing up and i don't want to take any more of your time so not thank yet i did you. just
1: get a text though uh <laughs> i gotta get these. sorry guys i wish i could stay all night i have to get a couple of interviews done because i'm trying to build this junior day list obviously for the weekend and then i do actually need to like help my wife and put my kids to bed and bath time and all that stuff so we will do this more next week i'm a little busy team guys Guys, i talked to you about but um what is it the final tuesday in
0: january i should be free let's try and book it then all right. All right. That'll do it for the BWI Daily Edition. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have the Mailbag Show. I should have said this at the beginning. Make sure if you're listening here on the podcast, five-star review plus your question, we will absolutely get your question on the Mailbag Show tomorrow. And, of course, bluewhiteillustrated.com on the mess, on the uh, BWI Daily uh, Mailbag submission thread. We will be taking questions from there as well. It's People thought I was saying we're only taking questions from five-star reviews, <laughs> and that, that, that ruffled some feathers. No, that's not what's happening. But we are saying if you leave a five-star review on apple podcast we will be answering your question and maybe it'll get that you know priority service because we're trying to grow our podcast we're trying to grow youtube and uh we appreciate your support ryan thanks so much thank you to everyone who uh, contributed tonight a tight 47 minutes i could have gone another hour talking about all this stuff with ryan but we'll leave that for another day if once again i
1: didn't have kids sorry to you,
0: friend. <laughs> no Mailbag <laughs> coming up tomorrow we'll talk to you then